Journey to the Nativity, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. The Feast of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, is one of the most joyful days of the Orthodox Church. It's also known as the Incarnation of Christ. As Orthodox Christians, this means that we celebrate that Jesus became a man and came into the world to save us. This is the journey to the Nativity. Most of us know the story of Joseph from the Old Testament, and we know that it is one of the greatest stories in the Bible. The main source of our interpretation uh, for Joseph in the Old Testament is from St. John Chrysostom. St. John Chrysostom uh, draws out many life lessons from this story, but he also refers to topology. He also connects the story of Joseph with Christ in the New Testament. Many of our, uh, other churches have uh, forgotten or neglect to use topology, but in our church we use topology. Topology means that the person and the event in the Old Testament has meaning in itself, but it also foreshadows something greater, which is to come in the person of Christ and in the New Testament. Other churches may have forgotten or neglected to use this topology of Joseph, but the Orthodox Church has preserved it. And we have preserved it because Christ himself used it and the early church and the early fathers and the church fathers. Even before Chrysostom, other fathers, both Latin and Greek, talk about the topology of Joseph as early as Justin the Martyr in 150 AD and Irenaeus of Lyons in the late hundreds. We probably heard the story of Joseph in Sunday school or read it in a children's Bible. And we would remember that Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob who had 12 sons. We may have wondered why Jacob loved Joseph more than his other sons. He loved Joseph more because of the young boy's rare virtue and exceptional character. St. John Chrysostom explains how Joseph's character re reveals that it is not impossible for young people to lead virtuous lives. Many of us today excuse our young people and make allowances for their mistakes and their sometimes grave sins. But St. John Chrysostom insists that the example of Joseph in the Old Testament demonstrate that any age is suitable for virtue and it is possible for young people to resist temptations and to, try to strive for virtue. And it is reasonable to challenge our youth and to have these expectations and this hope and to encourage them that they will rise to the challenges of virtue, even when they live in a new Egypt or even when they live in a new pagan environment. Jacob could be excused for loving this special son more than the others, but he displayed a lack of discernment when he expressed his love for Joseph in front of his other sons. The envy they felt towards Joseph grew to become a terrible passion and is a warning for all of us. If they were different characters, then they may have been able to accommodate their father's love for Joseph and even to share in it. 
They would have honestly acknowledged Joseph's outstanding qualities and loved their younger brother in the same way that their father did. Instead, they succumbed to jealousy. And jealousy, when it takes root in our heart, is a frightening thing. They became so gripped by this passion that they were not even able to look at Joseph or to speak to him. They throw him into a dry well and they leave him there to die. He pleads with them and they ignore his cries as they sit down to enjoy their lunch. How far their jealousy had poisoned their soul. In our hearts, we often treat the people we are jealous of in the same way. They then decide to sell him as a slave for 20 shekels of silver to a passing caravan who were heading for Egypt. This of course reminds us of the 30 pieces of silver that was given to Judas when he handed Jesus over to his enemies. In the hymns of our church, the way the brothers plot to kill Joseph reminds us of how the Pharisees conspired to kill Jesus. Joseph was sold as a slave, which foreshadows how Christ became a slave for our salvation. And finally, Joseph was stripped of his coat and descended into the pit, just as Christ was stripped of his robe and descended into the pit of hell to come out victorious. When Joseph was sold to Potiphar, the captain of the Pharaoh's guard, he goes from being a beloved son in a wealthy household to a slave in Egypt. In Potiphar's house, however, Joseph, who could have easily lost heart, preserves his virtue, his dignity and his values. Potiphar, Potiphar's wife begins to become obsessed with Joseph and repeatedly attempts to seduce him. Joseph, who is younger than her, advises her and says, everything my master owns he has entrusted to my care. How then can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph was able to resist the temptation because he had a sense of obligation towards Potiphar and because he was conscious of the presence of God in his life. How can I hurt others and how can I sin against God? Joseph now goes from beloved son to respected slave to rotting away in prison, unjustly accused. And again, Joseph is not crushed, nor does he despair. Instead, he transforms the prison environment. Joseph assists Pharaoh's cupbearer in prison and asks him to speak to Pharaoh on his behalf. But when the cupbearer was restored to the palace, he forgot Joseph. And so Joseph had to bear this last trial of ingratitude and neglect, remaining in prison for another two years. St. John says that this delay was part of God's plan. God allows Joseph to remain in prison longer so that God's truth can shine among the pagans. Because two years later, Pharaoh is troubled by a dream and all of Egypt's wise men, magicians and sages are unable to explain the dream. Joseph is summoned from the prison and explains the mystery of the dream to Pharaoh and so reveals God to the pagans and in this way becomes an apostle to the Pharaoh. St. John Chrysostom reminds us that in our own lives, we do not know what is God's will for us, what is the final plan, and so it is important to bear thankfully and patiently every trial in life. As St. Paul says in Romans, know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, 
because God has poured out his love into our hearts. But Joseph's greatest virtue and his true glory is still to come as he comes face to face with his brothers after so many years' absence. Joseph reveals himself to his brothers after making sure that his brothers have repented and changed and pleads with them not to blame themselves. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. This was Joseph's gracious and generous way of saying to them that he forgives them with all his heart. Joseph expresses with his actions and with his words the values and principles of what Christ was to teach so many years later. Love your enemies, do good to those who harm you. The hymns of our church compare the way Joseph forgave his brothers with the way Christ forgives his enemies on the cross. They compare Joseph's glory after enduring so many trials with Christ's glorious resurrection. Joseph was not overcome and crushed by his suffering and by the evil of those around him, which points to the way Christ was not overcome by death and evil. Joseph was the beloved son who sits at the right hand of Pharaoh, as Jesus is the beloved son of God who sits at the right hand of the Father. Joseph's patient endurance of his trials saved the people from famine, just as Christ's suffering saves all nations and all people from eternal death. The righteous Joseph, in so many ways, points to the virtue, trials, patient endurance and victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. This typology in our church, as expressed in hymnology and worship, is a storehouse of treasures. When we use topology in the church, we are interpreting the scriptures the way Christ, the apostles, the early church, and the fathers interpreted the scriptures. We are grateful that our orthodox worship retains this topology and this connection with the mind of Christ, the early church, and the fathers of the church. We hope that you've enjoyed this edition of Journey to the Nativity. For more spiritually edifying Orthodox talks and podcasts, be sure to head to orthodoxjourney.com.